Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to recap some of the divisional round. I know um, we just had the conference championship, but I uh, missed the last week's episode. I was trying to finish my homework on time, but I just didn't didn't have enough time to get to it um, last week. But um, yeah, we'll just go through it quickly. Uh, so we had the Bills lose again the postseason to the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes, which for that one, you know, I, I had picked uh, Mahomes and company to do that because they just have complete ownership, it seems like, of uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as far as coaching and um, big plays and things like that. Um, and then uh, Texans had a good showing against uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens early on um, in the second half. Baltimore kind of took that over, which was expected. Uh, their defense showed up uh, towards the second half of that game. Detroit and uh, Tampa, that was a good game. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a, a great year, you know, so hats off to him. His career seemed like it was over, but uh, he threw 20 touchdown passes this year for them. Um, and then uh, 49ers and Packers, that was a great game as well. Uh, Brock Purdy playing from behind. Made some big plays when it mattered. Um, they looked a little rusty coming out of the gate. And um, I think that week off, you know, they got a little bit too much rest because Packers looked energized. They looked like they were playing pretty well until um, Jordan Love threw an interception towards the end of the game. Um, so, yeah, th- that was a divisional round. There was some um, some good games. And then AFC kind of expected. I feel like you expected the results, like the um, Buffalo and Kansas City game was good. But... Um, as far as, you know, this is the, that was the first road game for, uh, the Kansas city chiefs have played in the playoffs, the first of Patrick Mahomes career. And, uh, they went to Buffalo. It was really cold and they pulled out the victory. And for Josh Allen, it seems like he's like, um, his career is turning into more like a Philip Rivers career. You know, a lot of people wanted to say that they like to compare, uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen to oh this is the next Brady and and Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning won some Super Bowls and he he beat Tom Brady at certain times uh, in the postseason and it wasn't as one sided until later in Tom Brady's career where he won a few more Super Bowls. But uh, this Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes situation feels more like Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, where Philip Rivers never beat. Tom Brady in the postseason, they met in the uh, conference championship one time, and then a few other times in the divisional round. And uh, uh, Philip Rivers never moved past Tom Brady, never went to the Super Bowl. Um, talented teams, talented quarterback, talented coaches that they had. Uh, but it seems to me like like Josh Allen is on that path. I know it's too early in his career to say that, but um, they've regressed. Um, he's plateaued, I feel like, as a quarterback. You know, he's He's able to do a lot of great things, but... Now, they're a talented team, but uh, they, for some reason they can't get over that hump in Kansas City, even though they beat them earlier in the season this year, in the regular season, but um, not when it mattered. And um, yeah, so I don't, I don't really know where the Bills go from here. They have a, a lot of um, contract issues. Um, does Stephon Diggs still want to be there? They overpaid for Von Miller, who had, I think, half a sack this year, or one sack. Like He didn't do anything at all, and... It was in and out of the lineup, and then I think they had benched him uh, during the the playoff game too. So um, that wasn't a good look. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of questions unanswered for the Buffalo Bills, and um, I think for other teams like Tampa, like they have they have some hope. I think because you know they had a team that was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, or a playoff team a couple years ago with Tom Brady, and then now the first year with Baker Mayfield, you know they look good. 
They won the division, not with a great record at 9-8, and eight, but they still won the division, and they won a playoff game. They beat the Eagles. Um, so for them, it was a great year, right? And then for the Packers, you know, we I didn't really know what to expect from Jordan Love. I, you know, I thought early on he showed flashes, but then he was, like, inconsistent, and, you know, he, he has a really good arm, as you can see, but um, he just got better as the year progressed. Like, I didn't think he was the guy at first, but now it seems like he's the guy there, um, and they're obviously going to extend him extend his contract and i think the team will grow with them they're a young hungry team it seems like and he seems like he's well coached and makes um, good decisions until the end there when he threw the interception um and then yeah and then also with the texans texans uh you know i i have been um a supporter of cj stroud he had a, a great year i was really impressed with him and also D'Amico ryan's uh rookie head coach rookie quarterback um, he took them to the playoffs, made it to the divisional round, beat the Browns in the wild card game, which the Browns had a great defense this year. They beat two of the best teams in football all year long in the Ravens and the 49ers. And um, it was impressive. That win was impressive for C.J. Stroud and the Texans. And then also impressive what they were doing uh, the first half against Baltimore. You know, like they were in that game for a bit. Um, but like I said last week, this was, or the week before, this was going to be a learning experience for them. So, um, they're only gonna get better from here on out, and he can he can be the next quarterback to to dominate the um, the weak division that is the AFC South. You know, with other question marks with other teams there. Um, okay, so then moving past towards the uh, towards the conference championship games, right? So we had, and I, I know a last uh, during the last episode, I I, I still had um, I still had Niners and Ravens in the Super Bowl, but. Something in me was, I didn't mean I didn't get to make an episode, so you, you can choose to believe me or not, but something in me was just the by the way that uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won that game against the Bills, something told me that uh, that I needed to choose the Chiefs to beat the Ravens this past weekend, because at first, you know, it seemed like Ravens were head and shoulders better than everybody else in the NFL this year, um, but just the way they looked against the Texans the first half was a little problematic for me, and then... Uh, the way the Chiefs won, it's like, okay, in spite of all their issues and stuff like that, like, they still find ways to win, which is the same thing to be said for the Niners. Like, the Niners didn't look good against the Lions in that first half and also uh, the Packers, but they, they're finding ways to win, right? Um, so something was telling me to pick Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and I didn't get to make a podcast, but I was putting money on that because... Um, he just seems like he's destined to win every time, right? And he's reaching that point in his career where it's you can't bet against Mahomes. Like you, you couldn't bet against Tom Brady. You don't bet against Jordan. Um, you don't bet against LeBron, even though LeBron has lost a few times in the finals. But you only bet against LeBron when he's playing against you know the Warriors, which were a super team for quite some time. So um, yeah, there's just certain players you don't really bet against, and Mahomes is becoming that player. And um, with all his postseason success and with the lack of success that the Ravens have in the postseason with Lamar Jackson, he's two and four in the postseason, right? And he's only had like one good game in the postseason. And the game plan against the Chiefs in the conference championship was not great at all because it seemed like they were forcing him. They were forcing the issue of him being a pocket quarterback. You know, they try to um, make him throw from the pocket they were throwing deep balls um it was really inaccurate most of the game um forcing a lot of throws uh, even like some of the checkdowns were over the head of uh, some of the running backs and receivers 
And the running game, I think I saw, what was it? Like the running game, they had like four carries, like the running backs all game. And he didn't really break out of the pocket and, and run when he was open. He had open lanes. Um, the pocket would, would be, you know, collapse and stuff. And he had, he had a chance to make the Chiefs pay, right? And that's the way that uh, Lamar Jackson plays well. That's what made him the MVP this year because he's probably going to be the MVP is that he was able to get out in space and um, break out big runs, right? But it's like they were forcing the issue where where they were wanting him to – they were switching the game plan where they wanted him to, to be a po- more of a pocket passer, which that's not his game. You know, that's not his game. Like, he can do it, but he can't solely do that where you're relying on him to only be in the pocket and to – to throw the deep ball accurately because it was it was very inaccurate, um, and also like throughout the entire season this year, which made them the best team this year was their defense and also their running game, and they did not rely on the running game at all in in this game against the Chiefs, a game that you needed you needed you needed to show up here and and to get to the Super Bowl. Their defense did their part because they they scored. Uh, the Chiefs scored three points in the second half, and the game just felt over. Like before halftime, the game just felt over, right? Because like the there was no momentum offensively for Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens whatsoever, right? And um, it just felt stagnant. And the Chiefs were playing like they already won it, right? Because they they had nothing going on offense either. So they're so the Ravens' defense was playing really well, but um, the game was just just kind of boring and. Uh, for some reason, no one can guard uh, Travis Kelsey. He was like wide open on each play. Um, I think in the, was the third quarter, he had 11 targets, 11 receptions. They're just going to do anything against that, right? And um, then, you know, you have Lamar Jackson forcing the issue with, you know, with uh, he's throwing in triple coverage. Uh, Zay Flowers, who's a rookie, had a great year this year, but he had some um, some terrible decisions as far as when he, he dove for the end zone and then Snead knocked it out, fumbled it, and that changed the game because if they score that touchdown, then they're back, they're right back in the game, right? And then you have Baltimore's defense still holding Kansas City Chiefs to um, three points. So if Zay Flowers is able to keep running and take the hit and be down at the one or two yard line, that's fine because you can just run it in because you have you had four chances there, you had four downs to do it because you at that point you go for it a fourth down, right? But, um, yeah, he dives for the end zone, trying to make a play there, and fumbled it. And that that pretty much just ended the game, right? Because, I mean, the whole time it just felt like, okay, everything was pretty stagnant. And Odell Beckham Jr. was just non-existent whatsoever. He was not even there at all. Um, didn't get his first catch until late in the third quarter, I believe. And um, th- that's why there was this whole thing in the offseason, like, oh, where's Odell going to sign? It's like, it doesn't really matter. He's, he's going to be a non-factor at this point in his career, and he was, but he turned that interest into a $15 million contract. So kudos to him for that. But um, I think Baltimore, they continue to do what they were doing, but I think that the game plan has to be what what got them there, what got Lamar Jackson the MVP. And for some reason, I don't know what uh, Munkin was, was thinking, who's offensive coordinator, to just change the game plan or change the, the style of play that they've been playing all year. Like, you're going to change that in the biggest game of the year and and for Lamar Jackson you just have to take it upon yourself to to break out those runs and to to be the explosive player that you are like I feel like you just you have to take that on, on upon yourself at that point I don't know it, just, it was just weird but um Mahomes uh, it's his fourth Super Bowl in five years right or six years 
Uh, the only other two that he didn't make it was with, against Tom Brady and also against Joe Burrow when um, the Bengals played the Rams. Um, I don't know how many times he's going to go to the Super Bowl, but it seems like it's not going to stop. And he's the one consistent quarterback that um, that can get there every year. It seems like even in a down year where they're working some things out offensively and and they're getting a lot of drops, and it just seemed like a different year. It just seemed like a down year. The defense is a lot better, though. Um, they, they could get to the quarterback a lot better. They um, had a lot of pressures on Lamar Jackson and able to um, get some stops there. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to have a repeat of the 2019-2020 uh, Super Bowl. And for the NFC Championship game, that one was great, too. Um, so the Lions were up. They were absolutely gashing the 49ers defense the entire first half. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery, that running game was just great because I didn't realize this, but the 49ers, uh, their running game is awful. Uh, statistically, like one of the worst in the league this year. So, um, and the Lions run it well. They had they had two running backs with over a thousand yards rushing this year, was which was they were the only team that had two running backs that uh, had over a thousand yards. And um, Jared Goff had a good year. Amon Ron St. Brown had a good year. You know, um, and Dan Campbell, you know, the Lions collectively had a great year. This is the furthest they've gone since they won a championship, but um, and they made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. But to lose this way is devastating. Um, you know, they're up 24 to 7 at halftime. Um, they had a chance to go for it on fourth down before the half and to, to bring it to 31 to 7. They decided to kick a field goal. And then um, after that, at that point, 49ers get the ball back and. I don't know what that halftime speech was like, but it must have been pretty good because, or should I say, pretty good, because uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers came back. They kicked the field goal right away, scored a field goal, and then um, they were able to get some stops. They had a, they got a, a Jameer Gibbs fumble, um, and brought it back, scored another touchdown, or scored a touchdown. So that was another quick 10 points right there. And um, you know, Brock Purdy, I think he he played well. Um, and then they had that that crazy catch by Ayuk where um it hit the helmet the face mask off of the the Detroit player and bounced off of his helmet and Ayuk just was still on his feet and and dove for the catch went stopped at like the the second or third yard line and then they just ran it in with with McCaffrey and that that play was like the momentum changer I think for the game and that allowed um the Niners to get back in it and there was this whole, the game was completely different in the second half. And um, Dan Campbell decided to go for it on fourth. It was like fourth and two. I mean, they went for it a couple times, right? And both of them were drops. Josh Reynolds, he is a veteran wide receiver in the league. And he had, he was, he was open. It hit his hands and he dropped it. Um, and a lot, I've been hearing a lot of people are um, criticizing Dan Campbell for that, but I don't think it's on Dan Campbell. I think it's it's more of the player instead of the play because if, if, if you're the player and, you know, Goff, he had to make something happen there, right? Like the pocket was collapsing. They were getting to him. You know, he had he stepped up into the pocket and he found Reynolds right there for the first down. Hit him right where, where, he, where he could catch it and he dropped it. So, I mean, that's not on Campbell. That's not on Campbell. At that point in the game, you're the Lions. You haven't been to the NFC Championship game. You have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. You have to come up with that catch, especially if you've been in the league for the, as long as Reynolds has been in the league. Like you, you just there's no excuses. It hits you in the hands. It's right there. You got to catch it. I understand if it's if it was underthrown or if it's batted away or if it's intercepted. Sure, that's on golf or 
if you know he gets sacked then okay it could be on Campbell but the the play was executed well and Josh Reynolds just didn't catch it that's on that's on Reynolds that's on the player that's not on that's not on Campbell and especially because that's who they are that's what they do they go for on fourth down he just challenges the other team and that's what he does so that's what he's going to do and that's what got him there I feel like and um it just didn't work out it just dropped the ball but um but yeah, so I, I think the for for Purdy and the 49ers, Brock Purdy has been uh, he's been consistent. He's only had a few bad games. Even when he doesn't look good, the guy just wins, right? He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the most physically gifted quarterback. Um, he's not the fastest when he runs, but he runs like they needed every. I think he rushed for like forty five yards or something like that. He's he just had these random scrambles late in the game, and um, and he was running for a first down right when he needed it and they needed every single yard that he was able to run for and then they gave the ball to McCaffrey and then they got another touchdown and boom and then it happened it worked out for them but um you know a lot of the critics were I don't know I don't know how Purdy still gets criticism after all this because he played from behind in the Packers game and then you know they played terrible the entire game but the plays that mattered he made the right plays when they needed it and uh for them to win and he did that so I don't know how you can discredit somebody like that when other quarterbacks in that same situation, like Jordan Love threw the interception at the end, um, Goff threw an interception, like these other quarterbacks are turning the ball over in the biggest moments, and Brock Purdy isn't, but they're still saying that they're better than Brock Purdy, and this is his first full year as a starter, and he had 31 touchdowns. He broke the single-season record for passing yards for all 49ers quarterbacks in 49ers history quarterbacks uh, that were like Joe Montana, Steve Young, um, Colin Kaepernick was there and you know they had great quarterbacks, Jeff Garcia and Brock Purdy was the one with the record, right? And it's his first full year for, with the team and he, he's taking them back to the Super Bowl. And last they could have won the Super Bowl last year, but he he got knocked out in the first play against the uh, the Eagles NFC Championship game, but who knows if he played that game they could have gone to the Super Bowl and they could have won that one. You never know. And so for him to potentially be in two Super Bowls in his first two years, like that wasn't even his first full year that first year. It was He came in in the middle of the season and played a few games, and then they just they just rode the hot hand. And he they took him all the way to the to conference championship. He already has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, but and Justin Herbert. You know, he has more playoff wins than a lot of these guys. And I think I think actually Josh Allen, too. I think Josh Allen's at three, and uh, Brock Purdy's at four. So, I don't know. Wh- who would you rather have? You know, and, and these other teams, they're loaded. Dak Prescott has a loaded team, right? Josh Allen has a loaded team. Everyone talks about Justin Herbert. He has a loaded team, and they haven't even been to the playoffs. You know, sure, coaching matters. Coaching does matter. And you have Kyle Shannon. Coaching matters. But also the players that you have matter. Yes, Brock Purdy has great players around him, but other other quarterbacks have great players without him too. Obviously, if a quarterback has great players around him, it's going to make him better, right? And then we've seen him without players, and in every great quarterback without their best players struggle. That's just how it goes. But Justin Herbert has he has like arguably the best roster in the NFL, and they don't make the postseason. So I don't know how you can discredit. Brock Purdy just because he wins and he's been playing well in the system and but he's not a system quarterback he's not a game manager um Shanahan trusts him to the fullest there was the one game where he threw 41 times he Jimmy Garoppolo was never throwing 41 times in a game 
if they have Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is not running running for his life in those um, those small scrambles that Purdy had against the Lions. Jimmy Garoppolo is not doing that. Jimmy Garoppolo is not connecting on that throw to Ayuk. And a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, but if it was intercepted, the Niners were lost. Well, it didn't get intercepted. Things have to happen. Things things have to go your way in order to win the game. It's not all going to be perfect. Obviously, if it was intercepted, like the game would have been different, but it didn't get intercepted. So I don't know why we're talking in semantics of like if and what happened in this fantasy land if it got intercepted. It didn't get intercepted, so I don't even know why we're even talking about that. It didn't, and it didn't happen, and Ayuk made a play, and it was great, and it was a game-changing play. So, yeah, to say that it would have been – it's just stupid. It's nonsense. And, like, for Jimmy Garoppolo, it – when he was there, this this team was different. There wasn't that much of a trust, but for some reason, Purdy is just like this. He's like this animal, just the way that he's been playing. He's he was the last pick of the draft, which still amazes me. And it's his second year in the league. It's his first full year as a starter. I don't even know how I can keep saying this. It's just crazy. And he's in the Super Bowl, and he was an MVP candidate for most of the year. Threw for thirty-one touchdowns, passed for over four thousand yards. It's crazy. And he had um, he had UCL surgery last year after the Eagles game, right? He had to like basically get like elbow surgery again to like fix his shoulder and his arm and stuff. And um, there was concern about how he's going to be able to throw, but you see how he's doing, and he's just able to take off with this offense this year. Um, so the 49ers really lucked out with with that selection, really, and the development of Brock Purdy because he's just like he just has a sack the way he plays late in games. He just changes, and you see his face. He just he doesn't get he doesn't get rattled. He's just he's ready for the big moments. He makes the big plays. He doesn't like I don't know. He doesn't expect. Uh, it's just weird. He he doesn't like take anything for granted. He just has like this weird leadership quality. Like it's just weird. I don't know where the where this came from, or what the hell how this happened. But I'm just like I'm just blown away by this. He's a real deal, and people could keep doubting him. But in two weeks, he's gonna be a Super Bowl MVP. And the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl because of Brock Purdy. Not in spite of Brock Purdy, because of him. But if, if they had Jimmy Garoppolo, they would have won in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. But they're going to win because of Brock Purdy. And I stand by that. Even even if even if they lose, like they, they still have a lot of time with Brock Purdy because he's on the rookie contract. And they could build a strong roster around him just like the Seahawks were able to do with Russell Wilson and they got a Super Bowl with him and they went to two they should have won both but that's what they could do with Brock Purdy because he's still young and it's it's, it's in his second year and it was a seventh round draft pick so come on you could just do so much with that and you know this this saves John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan from that debacle of trading all those draft picks for to move up in the draft for the third pick to get Trey Lance and Trey Lance didn't pan out. So they got so lucky that they had Brock Purdy because they would be destroyed right now for getting rid of Garoppolo and then trading uh, for for Trey Lance. And then, then you don't have a quarterback and you have a stacked team ready to win and you don't have a team or you don't have a quarterback. But Trey Lance, like he felt like – it was like I keep comparing to the James Wiseman situation. Like they didn't play a lot in college and then they got – some of them got injured and then there was COVID – and they didn't play a lot. They didn't get a lot of reps. So when they came in, they were talented, but they just didn't have enough reps to, to go through that development and that progression. So it was like it was going to take like two to three years. And the 49ers and the Warriors, they don't have they didn't have two to three years. You know, their window is now. Like they need to win now. And you don't know what can happen contractually with, 
with other star players or you know injuries or anything like that so you, you like when the window's there you have to take advantage of the window like look what's happening with the eagles like we don't know what's what that team's gonna look like next year the bills we don't know what's gonna happen there Ravens, like we just don't know what these other teams so um yeah i've just been impressed with purdy and it, it's a great story and people usually are supposed to love underdog stories but for some reason he's getting criticized um he's not getting criticized the way that losing quarterbacks are getting criticized i don't see people criticizing josh allen as much even like justin herbert who again he hasn't even been in the postseason i like justin herbert but come on he hasn't been in the playoffs and this guy in his second year has gone to he's in the super bowl and he led the other the first year he led him to the the nfc championship game and got injured early on so they couldn't even finish the game but come on like what are we talking about here? And then Josh Allen doesn't get—I don't feel like he doesn't get criticized as much. Dak Prescott up and down. You know he was MVP candidate, but come on, he had a terrible postseason game, awful. And then Lamar Jackson, like he just looked like a shell of himself, and he, he's supposed to be the MVP this year. So what are we talking about? Give Brock Purdy some credit. Like what he's doing is amazing, but Mister Relevant to probably Super Bowl MVP. We'll see, but that, that's what I think. So I, I've just been—I've just been. Um, yeah, I've been obsessed with with how amazed I am with it. It's just it's crazy. I, I don't. I'm I'm shocked at what I'm seeing. I'm amazed because the last few quarterbacks that we had have just been like struggling. Like the, I liked Jimmy G, but but damn, he he just got me nervous with his throws and and Purdy. He just like he just has this confidence. He, I'm telling you, he has a sack. He has a sack on him, like where he's just ready all times. Like he's just like he's like this assassin. Like the way he's like walking on the sidelines, he's just locked in. 24 7 like he's just ready to go like he's up for any challenge like he's just a winner like they said the same thing about montana like they call him game manager didn't have a good arm um but he just won like that was just it he just had these intangibles that you can't you can't look at a stat sheet you can't look at you know uh physical attributes like he just has it you either have it or you don't tom brady he was he was a six-round draft pick right and uh he wasn't like the best physically talented quarterback or anything like that like you know, he, he didn't have, like, the best arm, but he just had it. He just had whatever, that, that winning gene, that winning factor, he just had it. Joe Montana had it. Steve Young had it. And I think Brock Purdy has it. I think he, Brock Purdy has it. And obviously Patrick Mahomes has That's why Patrick Mahomes is like this, like, he's a quarterback from, from another galaxy because he has the physical attributes and he has the talent and he has that winning factor. He just has everything. So it's just like I don't. He's just he's just in another world of his own. But I'm I'm still not gonna put him over Tom Brady yet because I need to see a full a full uh, career before I can do that. Um, and then some coaching news. Uh, Bill Belichick uh, did not get hired in Atlanta, but it, that was reportedly because he wanted like too much control of of the team probably, and, and then they were kind of worried about that. So they brought in Raheem Morris, which is a good hire, um, a defensive coordinator he was before. Um, Harbaugh got hired by the Chargers. So I know I've been talking about the Chargers and Justin Herbert. I expect Harbaugh to take the Chargers to an 11-win season next year. I only say that because the first year he took over the 49ers, he took over 49ers and, and um, Alex Smith was a quarterback. The year before, they finished 6-10. and 10. That next year, they finished 13-3. and three. That's crazy with Alex Smith. So now if you have a talented roster like you do with the Chargers in L.A., and you have Justin Herbert, who's a physically talented quarterback. Like, he's a really good quarterback, right? If you have that team, I, I, you should win 11 games. 11, 12 games. Like, come on. And also, with the 49ers, when he did that, that was a lockout year. So he's a new coach, lockout year. Like, you're, you don't get that time with your players. There's new players coming in. You don't get as much practice time because they're they're locked out, so they can't do anything. And they still went 13-3. and three. Like, that's still crazy to me. 
And people don't talk about that enough. Every stop he's been, Stanford, he won. San Jose State, he won. He won at Michigan. He won with the 49ers. He went to, uh, what is it, three NFC Championship games. He had the Super Bowl where, you know, they're in the goal line. They threw it four times to Colin, um, to, not Colin Kaepernick, uh, to Michael Crabtree where they should have run it with, with Frank Gore because he was they were running down their throats all game long. I haven't forgotten, okay? By the way, I have not forgotten. They should have given the ball to Frank Gore at least two times. Like, come on, what are you doing? And then they decided to throw it to the same the same receiver four times in a row. They kept throwing it to Crabtree, forcing it to to Crabtree, and it just was not happening. Colin Kaepernick was like too strong for like those lob passes. He was just too jacked, and he kept overthrowing him, overthrowing him. So that was frustrating. But um, but yeah, they were right there. And then the NFC Championship game against the Giants, they would have went to Super Bowl that year with Alex Smith, but. Kyle Williams fumbled. He muffed the punt. Remember that? He, he, he fumbled it twice. It was two fumbles, and then the Giants won, and then they went to the Super Bowl, and they beat the Patriots. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's been able to win at every stop, and then he won at Michigan. So I'm expecting him to be able to go deep in the playoffs with the Chargers and turn um, Herbert into into a winner because the AFC is stacked with quarterbacks. Like we mentioned Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson. Like there's, there's a lot of guys there, right? And then you have... Um, then you have all these, and then you have C.J. Stroud too. I'm gonna put C.J. Stroud in there too now. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, just a little bit of NBA news. Uh, Adrian Griffin got fired um, after having the second best record in the East, and they hired Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers came out of the broadcast booth for ESPN to now coach uh, the Bucks. So he's going in mid-season to try to win them a championship. Hopefully, he's able to improve them defensively because the, the Bucks have been they were bad defensively um but i don't know if i don't know if doc rivers was the right guy because you know he he got the chip with the boston celtics in 07 but man that team was stacked and ever since then he had stacked rosters with the clippers with the uh with the sixers who else with the magic before with uh, with tracy mcgrady and he's only he he gives up oh and then the clippers too again and he only had he gives up um like three one leads Three two leads, like he's just not good in the postseason. Doesn't make a lot of good adjustments. But um, I didn't think Adrian Griffin was a good hire. I, I thought that was a bad hire. So um, we'll see how that one pans out. But um, I'm in football mode right now. I need to watch some more NBA. Um, I have been watching um, some games here. Or there, I know uh, the trade deadline's coming up in a few days, and um, it's a little bit before All Star break, right? And um, Warriors are probably gonna make some trades, and I think the Lakers too, because Lakers like they they're, they're like really hit and miss. Like they have these big swings. Like they just lost to the Hawks like bad. I think it was about like 15 points or something recently. And but then they'll beat like a really good team, and then they'll struggle against like a team like the Hawks. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Knicks are looking really good. They're winners of like nine straight. Um, the Heat are not looking good. They're like losers of seven straight, I think. Um, and then top of the East is still uh, the Celtics. And then the West, you have uh, the Timberwolves looking really good still. And you know who's looking good is the Clippers. You know, I don't want to say that they're going to go to the championship because every time I say that, they just something bad happens. So I'm not going to say that. It's like the Chargers and the Clippers for me. Those two teams are like cursed. Like I cannot put money on them. I can't tell people that. I could say that they're playing really well and I have high hopes for them, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to commit to them going to the conference championship i'm not or the conference finals i'm not going to say that because something will happen to Kawhi or paul george and then they just won't but they look like they're like the best team in the west because like they're the strongest right now and like they're the healthiest they have like the veteran presence 
Um, Denver Nuggets look like they, they look like they haven't like turned on the switch yet. Which now, as, as, as soon as somebody wins a championship, now they all of a sudden they have the switch that they can just turn on and off about when they want to actually play right, play well, and and be the best team, right? Um, I have been really impressed with the Thunder. I feel like they're a year early, um, but they're gonna they're gonna be a great team for many many years to come. I think and Timberwolves, I feel like they're 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 like you know early success. I feel like it could be a little bit of a mirage because. I just I don't know I just don't like the two big man system that they have there with Gobert and uh, and Towns but I, I love Anthony Edwards um, but yeah I don't know so we'll see um that's all I have for this week's episode and then um, I'll be back next week and we'll check in with with some other things going on as well thanks.